We continue our Prospect Spotlight series for the 2024 NHL Draft by highlighting Consta Hellenius on today's episode of Locked On NHL Prospects. You are Locked On NHL Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to Locked On NHL Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On this podcast, we break down everything prospects related for you five days a week, Monday to Friday. I'm Hattie Kalakesh, known by Sebastian High, and on today's show, we'll be breaking down Consta Hellenius' play in detail on today's spot, prospect spotlight for the 2024 NHL Draft. Hellenius is a really interesting prospect. He plays center um, in the uh, Finnish Liga right now at the pro level, and he's racking up points right now. Um, so we'll talk about his play, what his tools look like, we'll give him some grades. We'll also talk about the toolkit and the habits in the second segment. And then we'll end things off with our projection of Consa Hellenius and what team would be the best fit. But before I get into any of that, uh, make sure to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Leave us a comment letting us know who you want us to profile next and what you think of the episode. And if you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform, please leave a rate and review. It helps the channel a lot a lot. And make sure to make us your first listen of the day. So let's get started here with Hellenius. I mean... I think we're going to start with the frame and the points. I mean, the points are pretty impressive right now, right? He's 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 up there all time for for draft year production and, and the Finnish Liga, which is a difficult league to rack up points in, right? For sure. I mean, we we only have to go back a couple draft years to look at a player who got drafted first overall with Liga production that was far inferior to what Konstalenius is this year has been with Yuri Slavkovsky, yeah. uh, who w- was barely cracking double digit points uh, in his draft year in Liga, and Konstalenius, who is a five foot eleven, hundred and eighty one pound uh, right shot center uh, who has been playing. Top, consistent top six minutes with Yukurit in Liga so far this season and has logged 12 goals and 31 points through 40 games. This is a player who is defined by his brain and how he thinks the game. He is extraordinarily intelligent, one of the yeah. smartest players in the 2024 NHL draft class and who has been continuously rising up draft boards because he's leveraging his intelligence to produce at, at the professional level and a as you said, pretty solid professional league. Like this isn't the greatest league of all time, especially when you compare it to like the SHL, for instance, there's a quite a big gap between the two, but nevertheless, if you compare it to like the Czech pro league or God forbid the Norwegian pro league, there's a big, pretty big gap in there. Uh, And he has four goals and nine points in his last 10 games. He's really, really started to ramp it up with the offensive production, which has been really promising to see because at the world junior championships, he played some pretty solid play driving hockey, but was not overly involved offensively. So to see him bounce back immediately when he's back in the pro ranks with, with pretty impressive production and a very recent hat trick, uh, yeah, he's looking quite good. He's a very intriguing prospect. Absolutely. I fully agree. He's, he's the word's intriguing. I, I think that, you know, he's he's all over the place on rankings right now. He's as high as fourth on one ranking. He's as low as 13th on another. Um, so he, he's kind of popping up all over the place right now. But I think things will consolidate as the year goes on and people realize that, you know, there is a relative amount of offensive upside here with, with Hellenius. Um but yeah, I think we can start with the tools here. I think the playmaking is definitely the plus tool of the trifecta offensively. Um, 
for me, the way that he identifies Lane, I mean, I mean, all of it goes through his brain. I think that Hellenius definitely has an elite offensive brain. Um, the passing arsenal itself is pretty wide as well. He's able to throw area passes for his teammates to pick up in stride. He's able to hit them with slip passes under sticks. Um, loves a hook pass to a trailer in transition as well. Like there are some definite plus tools playmaking wise. I'd give it a good six and a half, seven. It's not the most refined offensive tool uh, in this draft, but it's definitely a plus tool that'll help him connect with teammates at a higher level once he reaches the NHL. Because I think that's kind of an inevitability with Hellenius, right? I don't think there's many scenarios where Hellenius' play doesn't translate, but to focus on the tools, really, I think the playmaking is really the the best of the three. Um, Have you seen anything from his shot that stands out at all? He's he gets to goal scoring positions. He gets to high danger areas. He scores those goals from being at the right place at the right time and by leveraging his brain. The actual tool of the shot itself is it's not the most versatile. Like he has a couple releases that he really quite likes, but it's not like he has a big toe drag in his arsenal or anything very flashy in terms of the goal scoring tools. Yeah. Uh, but he hasn't needed to. He's still putting up goals at the legal level. Uh, but as you mentioned, the playmaking is is certainly the the most impressive of the trifecta of the handling shot and and playmaking abilities. But I don't think it's been by like the largest of margins. Like I would I would call his playmaking probably a six and a half grade. Uh, as you said, he has a really decent arsenal of of, of passing tools, uh, especially when he's in motion. Uh, he's really really quick to process when he sees a situation that needs to be solved with a very specific pass. He applies that knowledge pretty consistently and very intelligently. In the offensive zone, it's interesting. Like he's he's trying a lot of slot passes. He's trying to to be daring offensively at times. Uh, especially in the last like two months, I've seen him try more like high risk offensive plays in terms of the passing game. But it's led to his accuracy and the actual efficiency of his playmaking game de- to decrease a little bit. And yeah. I'm curious to see if that translates like with time, if that really refines his playmaking game and allows him to really foster it and grow it, or if it's kind of a line that he doesn't need to cross and 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 doesn't help him very much because. Yeah. I've seen him make some decisions that just aren't all that intelligent in terms of the playmaking game and a desire to take risks where the desire to make a big play kind of trumps the smart play in in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's at his best when he falls back on his intelligence as the foundation of all of his plays. So I think being a little bit more conservative actually helps him a lot in the offensive zone, retaining possession, being patient, and not trying to force passes towards the slot when the lanes aren't there. Um, mm-hmm. but, but the passing tools are certainly more versatile than the goal scoring tools are for sure. It's interesting you say that because when I think of his playing, his stick handling, the one thing that stands out for me is the lack of confidence in his hands. Cause they're pretty good. For sure. like he's, they he's, are got good. A soft, he's got a soft touch. He's got an unlocked top hand. He's able to, to set pucks up in his hip pocket fairly well. Um, but it seems like he doesn't really trust enough his ability to deke through a layer. You know, and mm-hmm. when you mention him trying often with his passing, I'm thinking, you know, this seems like a player who's trying to be as selfless as possible rather than a player sure. who's trying to force passes just to to create a highlight reel. It seems a lot more like Hellenius is just really trying hard to connect with his teammates at all costs because he Huge. he doesn't want them. He, he doesn't want to hold on to pucks in situations where his teammate is open or potentially open and that kind of thing. Right. For sure. Like, like when I was saying that, I was really trying to frame it around 
when he's playing a selfless game is when he's at his best. And yeah. it seems to me like, I'm not sure if it's coming from internally or, or from coaches of asking him to, to try a little bit more on the playmaking side and trying to take bigger risks. I've just mm -hmm. seen the accuracy of those, of those high danger pass attempts really decrease as the years gone on. And yeah. it seems to me like it's, it's kind of less out of confidence in that tool and more of like, a habit he's trying to force himself to do but he yeah. is at his best entirely when he's playing comfortably when he's playing comfortably he's playing a very selfless style of hockey he's really he's he, he delegates to his line mates consistently he waits for them to get into space he plays off of them really well he's been working a lot on the give and go especially in the neutral zone to get around defenses and get the puck deep into the offensive zone uh but yeah 100 he's at his best when he's playing smart selfless hockey and it was more just a note that I'd, I'd seen in a couple recent viewings where he's trying to take to, to make more daring plays, but it's a little bit chaotic and it's not coming from the same place that a lot of his decision making stems from. For sure. And what rating would you give a shot real quick? Just, you know, in terms of, of, of our rating scale, like five and a half, probably. Yeah, that's more or less exactly where I put his stick handling right now. And it's mainly because of the lack of confidence in his own abilities with the puck. Um, yeah. He's a player who he has the hands to do these things, but doesn't really execute on, on the plays. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he sees them. He's incredibly smart, but I feel like there's something blocking him from trying to dig through a layer to, you know, to stick handle into the slot for a shooting opportunity himself. Um, but everything about his habits and his toolkit is fantastic. And we'll get into that um, in the second segment right now. That wraps things up for our first. Uh, so let's get into it after these messages from our sponsors over at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers to roof racks to LED headlights and far more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, which is available to U.S. customers only, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Alrighty, so moving on to Constellinius' toolkit and habits. I think this is where it shines with Constellinius oh, yeah. here. Like this is his bread and butter. Um, I can't name you many players who think the game better than than Constellinius in this draft here, right? Like his 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 processing of the game is hockey sense offensively and defensively. Um, and his decision making and transition, like in all three zones, he's making really, really good plays, right? He really is. He, he's an excellent scanner. Like the scanning habits are certainly one of the big strengths in his arsenal that allow him to really leverage the intelligence and the processing speed to the maximum. And he's been one of the few players in this draft class that's been able to really do that to like impressive efficiency at the pro level against good professional competition. Uh, yeah, like the, the, the scanning habits are really central, but as you mentioned, it's, it's a consistency in his habits in all three zones. He scans in, in terms of the offensive zone to find space, but also defensively to see where, when he needs to support when, he, when there's being what, when, for instance, his defenseman who has the puck uh, behind the net is being pressured. He consistently drops low to 
provide an outlet option and to help yeah. release pressure. And he has a really keen understanding of what his teammates need from him in specific situations. And yeah. he very instinctively and intuitively goes and, do, and does exactly that. He supports his line really, really well. He's a true yeah. play connector. Like one of the reasons I like his passing game specifically is the quickness behind the, the passing decisions. He does not hold on to possession for very long in transition, especially when he's being pressured. He is constantly trying to get the puck to a better position than where it currently is. And oftentimes that means uh, getting the puck away from himself. And he's very, very happy to make that decision if it can progress play towards the offensive zone. So he's really refined in those habits. And in the offensive zone, you see a similar level of patience on the cycle where he's not trying to gift away possession with a with, with a big shot or, or trying to do something really flashy when he has when he finally gets the puck on his stick he remains really composed and patient and sees what is needed in that situation and oftentimes that means continuing the cycle continuing to try to prod small holes into defensive yeah. structures getting himself into slightly different positions falling into blind spots of defenders and it's a very very meticulous style of off puck play as well with him yeah that really shines so the habits over Overall, with Hellenius are by far the strongest part of his of his entire game. Yeah, in a word, I describe his game as helpful. Like he's just very. helping all over the ice. He's that's that's all he does all game. is just help. His he's very teammates. conscientious of, of his teammates on the ice. He does yeah. exactly what they need from him. Exactly, and and that makes his game tick. I think it's a really great element of his game. And like I said, in terms of intelligence, I can't name you many prospects. Celebrini, maybe. Um, Outside of that, the, the list gets short after that in terms of intelligent players, you know, helpful, um, beneficial players for, for his team overall. I think Hellenius is a prime example of a player who uplifts his teammates consistently and and sure. tries to hit them in, in favorable positions constantly. Um, I also think the habits defensively are just really refined for a player's age. He's a really, really mature style of player. Um, yeah. He thinks the game at an advanced level defensively. He anticipates threats early. He closes um, gaps with the right timing. He doesn't overdo it, doesn't undershoot it either. Um, really good timing on these interventions in the defensive zone. And the way that he that way, the way that he anticipates it, the, the puck's routes and positions himself kind of preemptively is is really, really good in this game. I think that overall, you know, he can tell when a team is about to win a battle and he'll immediately he'll immediately place himself um, in an advantageous position to just just drag the puck out of the off out of the defensive zone and into the the middle of the ice. Um, he's a constant net drive. He's a constant middle driver as well uh, on the puck in transition. He's really comfortable switching to the middle in order to open up kind of two passing lanes to his left and to his right off the rush. Um, but in the offensive zone, I think that getting off the boards more and more often will be something that will benefit this game even further. And I think that will come with physical development. He's definitely not physically polished. I think he can definitely add some weight and get even stronger. Um, but, I, I, you know, I, I don't know if that's his game overall. I think that he's he's a lot more connective, you know, one-touch plays, give-and-goes than a real, you know, muscle-off-the-boards type of player, right? He's a line connector to the core. He's he's a really solid distributor. He creates space and time for his teammates, but he's not going to be the one that drives the net hard from the boards with yeah. the puck on a stick. Uh, but I, th I think that also brings us a little bit to an area that 
has more question marks than the habits do, and that would be the tools. Yeah. The individual tools are not of the same level of caliber that you usually see in in almost or near consensus top ten prospects. Like mm -hmm. there are definitely some rankings out there that have Hellenius significantly lower than that, but for the most part, he's been a top ten prospect this season uh, yeah. for most outlets. And the toolkit is solid. It is above uh, like across the board. I would say the tools are slightly above average. I think that the skating is slightly above average, but it's definitely not something that allows him to gain separation from opponents or really creates advantages in his game. Yeah. Uh, the same can be said with the phys I mean, physicality is probably the one thing that's, that's subpar in his game, as you were mentioning. Uh, yeah. He has a couple decent habits. He's, le he's learning to lower his center of gravity more to stand a better chance in some board battles. Uh, but as a whole, he can get really muscled off of pucks pretty easily by by league of competition. Yeah. And especially in a league where there's a lot of time and space always, that isn't really very important at this stage. But once he hits the North American ice where there is a consistent lack of time and space and the consistent overwhelm of physicality, there's going to be an adjustment period for Hellenius when he makes that yeah. shift. But the intelligence is why we are confident that he can make that shift. But there are questions about like whether it's going to be smooth or not. Yeah. And it goes beyond that with the tools too, right? Like we were talking a little bit about the trifecta of the playmaking, goal scoring, and handling in the last mm -hmm. segment. And they're all good, but neither yeah. one is really slam dunk, really, really high end. So I think I personally, my questions with Hellenius this year have entirely come on like a tool projection basis rather than habit projection, which is not the norm in terms of 18-year-old hockey prospects. Yeah. Uh, it's typically the other way around. Absolutely. Um, I, there's also the fact that a lot of Hellenius's um, ability to, I don't know even how to say this, but to, to take possession away from the opponent, essentially, it doesn't come off of winning board battles. It always comes off, almost, almost always comes off of interceptions. Like when he, yeah. when he's individually taking care of switching sides possession wise, it's mainly through interceptions, having a stick in the right lanes and just picking off pucks in transition. He's really good at anticipating play. He's really good at reading his his opponent's intentions and reacting appropriately but he's not the type of player to take a defenseman to the boards pin them there win the puck cycle it that's not his game no he's mainly going to be playing in the middle of the ice in open ice you'll rarely see him intervene on the boards by himself and when he does intervene along the boards is because a teammate's already in a board battle and he's coming in to support to help which is what his, his game is right um but when he's individually involved in in a possession switch, it's almost always an interception, a pick in the in, in the neutral zone, that kind of thing. Or sometimes, I mean, I've noticed him a lot intercept the puck in the offensive zone, which is really projectable. Yeah. Like a lot of teams work that way. Hard four checks with an F three that picks off pucks. That's pure. Like that's NHL hockey right now. Like that's that's how a lot of teams play. And I think I can definitely fit in that lineup. But in Hellenius, we're getting an F three, a bona fide kind of rover at the top of these circles that kind of thing where he's waiting for a puck to come loose um and to receive a pass that's really what his game is and he does it brilliantly yeah. it's just all of his game goes through his brain not a lot of it goes through his tools he's not going to overpower you shot wise he's not going to overpower you physically he's not going to pass through eight layers that's not really his game but he thinks at an advanced level and i think that can make his game tick at the next level but that wraps things up for our second segment we'll get into our third where we talk about hellenius's projection what we predict for him points wise um if he's more fitted for center or wing and also uh what team will be the best fit for him we'll get into that after these messages from our sponsors over at camino consulting
Our sponsor today is Camino Consulting. How would you like to get to know someone better in an hour than you would in a year? Understanding one another better prevents small misunderstandings from becoming big problems uh, and ongoing fights, um, both in uh, relationship dynamics and family dynamics. So after providing more than 20 years of service uh, to small and mid-sized businesses, helping management groups navigate conflict and onboarding new employees, Camino is now offering a digital seminar for families and couples. Did your Valentine's Day gift of tickets to the game not go over as well as you'd hoped? We'll get the couples and family online seminar for 25% off for one month uh, in the month of February by using the discount code locked on. Again, that's discount code locked on for 25% off the rest of the month at www.caminoconsulting.ca or mention locked on when reaching out for a business seminar and receive the first five profiles free. Alrighty, so moving on to Hellenius' projection and NHL style and NHL fit. Um, I think this is where it gets fairly interesting with Hellenius because you'll re- you'll hear some differing opinions on this. I've seen some people say that you know they think Hellenius has that bona fide top line upside that he has the ability to create points on a top line as a driver even on a top line. I don't think either one of us is really sold on that. Um, but what's your thoughts on Hellenius? Because like I, I have a very specific idea as to where he's going to end up in the lineup, but I want to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, like I, he, he's been a fascinating prospect this year because of that constant dynamic between the habits and the intelligence and the tools. Uh, like at this point, at this stage, he is sitting at ninth on my personal ranking, uh, which is a little bit of a fall from where he was at a couple months ago. Uh, and he's and he's in a tier that stretches down all the way down to 19. So he's in a bit more of an open range for me now than he was uh, like like earlier on this season. As I've gotten a little bit more skeptical with the tools and the overall high upside, like I don't I don't really see him being anything more than a facilitator on the wing on top line. I can't see him being a play driving number one centerman. Uh, but I could see him being a complementary right winger in that type of environment. If it's, it would have to be the right te- the right line mates for sure. But if if you need a third component on a top line that is just a real play connector, can kind of fluidly move into the center role defensively if need be, and can kind of just like sweep up a little bit, play, playing a bit bit more of a sweeper role on, on a top line. I think I could see him excel as where like the intelligence can kind of dominate a little bit like sean monahan was playing on the top line with uh, nick suzuki and cole caulfield in flashes over the last couple of years before he got traded i think that type of role could fit for uh, for consta hellenius but i think the, the the comfortable projection with him uh would be a a play connecting uh second line center uh think think more along the lines of a philip Deneau than a super high toolsy player uh, yeah. stylistically at least uh, with certain differences between them obviously uh, and probably less defensive upside uh, in favor of a bit more transition and offensive upside but he's really interesting uh, but he's very projectable because of just how intelligent he is and I think that while the tools do add questions of just how high the upside is I think they're more than good enough to solidify a role on a second line, especially as a play connector with two toolsy wingers. I think he would really excel, but he would need to be surrounded by players that can kind of uplift his game and and facilitate the intelligence translating into offensive production. For sure. Yeah, I think for me, the thing is, I'm a bit on the same page of you in the sense that I I don't really see Hellenius becoming really much more than a second line center, but have a lot of trouble seeing him become anything less. Uh, for me, he's he's a player who 
I see a very clear path to him as your your bona fide play driver on the second line. Um, he reminds me a bit of Mikhail Granlund in 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 increments uh, in terms of the playmaking ability, the transition game, and the overall you know think your way out of problems and think your way out of you know think think your way into opponents' brains type thing that that he plays. Definitely less hands than Granlund. Um, yeah. the, the hands are definitely less impressive um, and he's definitely more defensively capable but in terms of a role he'll play on a team I think is fairly similar um, which and- is also an interesting comparison because of uh, the similarity between the two in terms of draft year production yeah. like Hellenius currently sits 7th all time in draft year production uh, in Liga for players that have played 15 or more games Uh and number one on that board is Mikhail Granlund uh, in, yeah. in 09 and 2010, uh, where he logged 40 points in 43 games. Uh, so mm-hmm. there might be a, stil- a stylistic comp there, but that is also represented in the statistics. For sure, yeah. And we're, we're talking about, a, I mean, the, the league was way different back then. I think Liga was a bit more offensive leaning in 2009, 2010, like around that, around that time. It was a lot... Um, there was a smoother transition from junior to Liga. This year, it's a, a yeah. bit more difficult. Like even Emil Hemmings having trouble um, transitioning to Liga. Um, a bunch of other prospects are, are in that boat to PS Huninen, who recently played on the top line with Hellenius when, when Hellenius got that hat trick because like yeah. half the top six was gone for the Euro Hockey Tour. Um, Hellenius was on that top line and playing fairly well and Huninen was next to him. And he's another... I mean, Finnish prospect who's been struggling to put up points in league. It's not an easy league to transition from junior to that league too. So the fact that Alanius is doing this this year is fairly interesting. Um, I still think that the overall upside, you know, in terms of the tools that he has and how he projects at the next level, almost definitely going to be a second line center. Like I said, a lot of difficulty seeing him become anything more, but just as much difficulty seeing him become anything less, just mainly due to how incredibly smart he is and how helpful he is. He's a player who's going to win his... He's going to win his spot in the top six by just being a coach's favorite. Um, he's very likable in terms of his style. Um, but now, just to get to the fit, um, I think there's a couple teams that could use a player like Constant Hellenius, but most of them are fringe con- fringe contenders that already have a bona fide number one center, right? Like, yeah. you know, what are some teams that come to mind when you think of that kind of that kind of situation? I think Minnesota would be one that I could really see being a good fit. Minnesota always really enjoys drafting high IQ players who are yeah. easy to coach and are perhaps underrated based on their tools. Like Brock Faber comes to mind. The fact that he was targeted in that Kevin Fiala trade specifically because his value just didn't correspond to how good he was playing at the NCAA level. And the points didn't quite reflect that, which allowed his value to be a lot lower than where I think a lot of us scouts thought it should have been. And then when he hit the NHL level, it was about three times higher than even we'd hoped it would be. (laughs) So they have a real appreciation for those high IQ solid players and they have Marco Rossi who is playing some pretty solid hockey. If you have a one, two punch of Hellenius and Rossi, you have the ideal combination of high intelligence, top six young centers who would also make like roster, like like a roster blender be very, very easy with those two centers because they play quite similar games in some ways where of course, like Rossi has a lot, better of a motor than, than Hellenius does, yeah. but uh, stylistically, especially on puck, they play quite similar games. So sure. I think he'd be, he'd be an interesting fit there. It would not necessarily be addressing a need that Minnesota is lacking, but more doubling down on a, philo- a philosophical approach with them. Uh, but what other teams would fit uh, in your eyes? 
I keep circling back to Ottawa, mainly because of Tim Stuchel on the first line. Yeah. I feel like having Hellenius as a second-line center behind him, it, it sets both the team up and Hellenius up for success. Um, but I think that Ottawa's need for a right-handed D is a bit more pressing. But, you know, depending if they're able to pick it up as the year goes on and put themselves into the kind of 10-15 conversation and guys like, you know, Levshunov, Parekh, uh, or gone, I think that that's, that, that'll be an interesting kind of situation for um, for constantly and it's a slot into. Um, other than that, I mean... I don't know. In terms of the teams that are that are going to be picking in the in the in the range where Hellenius is almost definitely going to be available, the kind of seven to twelve range, um, Calgary would be interesting. But I'd say Calgary has a more pressing need for a star up front um, right yeah. now with with Jonathan Herbado not really doing all that well, um, and with with Matt Coronado not projecting as well as he was initially thought to be projecting, even though he's been fairly good. Like it's, it's not overwhelming. I have trouble seeing anyone in their in their forward core that can become a bona fide top liner, and Hellenius isn't that either. So, do you want one yeah. one really fun idea that I think sure. would be enjoyable? The New Jersey mm-hmm. Devils. Oh, oh, I think absolutely. Hellenius would fit in really nicely in that core. There would be zero pressure for him to be a one C. I mean, no one's no one's gonna gonna take that away from Jack Hughes. Nope. And there's a lot of young talent on that team, like being surrounded by players like Dawson Mercer, where you also have the intelligence being really, really key to his value on the ice. Mm-hmm. I think Hellenius would slot in in terms of the organizational philosophy really, really smoothly uh, into that forward core. And while they are definitely on the on the fringe end of where Hellenius might still be available come draft day, that would be a really fun fit in my eyes. Oh, I agree. That would be great. Uh, but that wraps things up for today's show. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Leave us a comment letting us know what you thought of the episode, what you think of the player, and who you want us to talk about next. And if you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform, please leave us a rate and review. It helps the channel out a lot. And make sure to make us your first listen of the day. For your second listen of the day, make sure to check out Locked On Sports today. They got all your news and updates about what's going on around sports. And make sure to tune in for our next shows as we continue our prospect spotlights for the 2024 NHL Draft. This has been Hattie Cal- with Sebastian High, and we hope you tune in next time.